Hello, welcome to Game Changer. Monday through Friday, David Villa and our crew dive into God's Word and talk about how to take principles from the Bible and apply them to our daily lives. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our host. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. We're going to get into God Math Extra Credit today. That's the day I picked the God Math. Um, and uh, if you haven't really picked up on it, if you didn't see the intro today, this week is Extra Credit. And... Um, let me tell you something. It's not extra credit because I like school so much because I do not, um, I didn't do normal credit, much less extra credit. And um, so that's, but I thought it was appropriate title. The, actually, the crew came up with um, most of the title. And what we did is went around and picked four different topics, actually five, I think, but we only, we forgot about Labor Day. And we have four different topics or five different topics that we felt like that we could expound upon. Just uh, over the last few weeks, we've gotten into some pretty cool series that we've all enjoyed. And um, like Mike said in the intro, you know, we've we've run out of time. And uh, even going through these for an entire week, we've run out of time and uh, with some of our notes. And so one of the things that we wrote a Bible plan on, it's not called God Math, it's called The Faith Factor. Um, and you can find that on version. It's a couple of months old. The Faith Factor, and it is uh, discussing the week of God Math, or actually the two weeks that we did God Math. And you would think, man, we did two weeks on this. We went did one week and extended it a second week. Why another day? And um, you know, it's just some things have really un- unfolded in me, and I want to dive right into it. Let me just—I I just a story. This is more of a riddle that um, will it will cause you to scratch your head if you've never heard it. <clears throat> I'm not going to get into the answer of this, so let's not take a ton of time to discuss this, guys. I know we have some some, some nerds in the room that are going to try to, Mike specifically is going to try to figure this out and blah, blah, blah. We can talk about it after. But here's the story, and this is an example of some weird math, right? This is an example of where math could be broken, some say. So three men go into a hotel. They're traveling. The man behind the desk says a room is $30. So each man pays, what, 10 bucks, right? You guys have done that before. We've gone to a restaurant and... Three people have a $30 meal if you're at McDonald's, right? And you split that three-way. Um, and so, you know, you split something. It's easy. Easy math, right? 30 $30 for the room, guys. That's $10 a piece. So they all paid 10 bucks. A while later, the man behind the desk realized the room was only 25 bucks, right? So he sent the bellboy, gave him five ones, sent the bellboy to the three guys' room with the five bucks. On the way, way the bellboy looks at the five bucks. And he says... You know, I can't figure out how to split $5 evenly. I don't have any change in quarters and what have you. And he said, um, so he gave each of the men $1, and he kept the other two for himself, stuck two bucks in his pocket. He's a thief. All right, so the, this meant the, each men paid $9 for the room. Nine times three. Mike is? 27. 27. Add the $2 the bellboy kept, and that is what, Diana? No. 29. 29. 29. You're going to mess my joke up. You're going to mess my story up. 29. I didn't know you could ask on me. I was always a person that was had anxiety about being picked in the room. 27 As plus a 2, Diana, is? 29. Thank you. So we can continue with the story before everybody forgets about yes, it. Yes, I handle money daily, guys. So you guys remember any of this story so far? All right, so $3. Three men paid $9 each, 27. Add the two, that's 29. So here's my question. Where did the missing dollar go? And that's weird math. Math is broken there, some say. It's weird. So all you guys, while you're thinking of all of that, you're not going to be able to think of anything else we talk about. But that's not the kind of of math I'm talking about. That might be weird math. It might be, 
it might astound you. That might go, wow, you know, I got to figure that out. That's a head scratcher. And the beautiful thing about Google, you could probably Google it and figure it out. Um, but what I want to, what I want to talk to you guys about is math that you can't figure out that it's, that it really doesn't make logical sense. And it's, it's a fact that we serve a God who, listen to this, looked at nothing. And this is the thing about God math. It's always about not enough equaling, and I want you to get this, more than enough. So sometimes you would say, well, no, sometimes God just gives you just enough. Well, ultimately God wants to give you more than enough. Even if he gives you just enough seed, it's for more than enough harvest. Even if he gives you, it, so he never gives you just enough. And let me, and this is something that I've noticed in studying God math. And I'll give you a couple examples, you know, where God took nothing. I mean, how about a big one? In Genesis, God looked at an earth that was void. It didn't, it didn't have any form. It was, it had nothing. And he spoke existence out of nothing. He spoke something out of nothing. And look, here's the thing. He didn't just do it so there'd be some planets and some stars and some grass and some water. He didn't do it because of that. He didn't do it because of that. He did it because, he did it because of millions of years later, thousands of years later. Think about this. He did it because he looked and saw the, the billions of people on a planet and people that needed a, a savior. I mean, so it, it, even in that in mind, he spoke not, something out of nothing. He spoke something into existence where something didn't exist. And hear me, he did it with you and I in mind. That's God math. It wasn't just to create what, what was instantly created, even though that is amazing in itself. And so that's the thing about God math. And let's look at a couple of stories real quick. Then Diana, I'm gonna, you dive in that we talked about extensively. One of them was tithing. And one of them was we, the whole premise of the story was about the, the, the loaves and fish. And one of the things we said is, hey, five loaves, two fish equals 5,000 plus leftovers. And then I talked to you guys about the revelation that God kind of gave me where not just the 5,000, not just the men, the women and children who were, who were more than 5,000, not just the 12 baskets of leftovers that the kids went home with, right, that fed whoever those fed, but whatever they did with them. And then the millions upon millions upon millions of people that have been fed since then on this story. So it was, it, was, it was not just to feed the multitude, which would have been a miracle, but it was, it was leftovers of millions. Why the excess? And then in tithing, how is, how is something that is, how is something that is less than, greater than something that is greater than? How is 90 more than 100? And here's the thing in Malachi, he says to, Try me and listen, see if I don't open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing. Here's, here's the excess that you won't have room enough to contain. So the God math, and I wanted to kind of talk about this today is why does God do everything in excess? Everything he does is in excess. It's always more than enough. And what he showed me is because it's not just about us. And nothing that he does is just about you. It's not just to meet your need. It's so that you can be a blessing to others. So that you can, so that you can carry the gospel to others. So that you can be a testimony to others. Amen? That's God math. It's always 
excess. And that's what I want, why I wanted to talk about today, because it's amazing that God, it's always this, and hear this on the tithing aspect, but it's always this, it's always this, the widow with, with the little bit of meal in her hand. How can less than be greater than what's greater than? How can what she had, which was nothing, be, be greater than something that was more, which is her need? And then he didn't just bless and meet her. He continually met her. The, 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 the pots that were full. I mean, like, as long as you had a pot, he'd fill it. It's excess. Over and over and over and over, it would just spill. So God math is always done in excess. What do you think about that? that, it is, that just, it's just been on me for the last, like, month. Well, I think as Christians, we get so consumed with ourselves. And I think just that's just human nature. And we kind of talked about this last week, that it's never really about just us. It's about the people that we impact and touch. And I think that if um, we view life that way, you know, I think God shows us um, areas that we can give to somebody else. Um, you know, the thing, the thing about it is that the world may say odds are against you, but with God, you know, um, you know, he's greater. So even if the odds, and I, I always talk about a testimony for myself that I feel like, you know, the way we started in life and in marriage, um, every odd was against us. Statistically, you know, every, you know, young, pregnant, married, you know, broken families were coming from broken families on some level. Um, really no sense of, um, really what we were going to do. And yet statistically, we probably should have been, you know, divorced, you know, living, you know, in, in, in below poverty, pro poverty, excuse me. Um, but I think God took our statistic and changed it to be an exception and made us an exception, um, not for us, but to give hope to somebody else. And sometimes we're not always viewing life that, you know, the things that we go through um, really is not about us. It's about us staying faithful to God and the process so that at the end we have a testimony, not for ourselves, not so we can say, hey, yeah, I beat this or I did this, but so that we can have a testimony that uh, springs hope in somebody else that may be going to a parallel or, or similar situation. And we forget that sometimes. Um, I had, I have someone that um, um, I'm meet with occasionally and they were just talking about some of the, they went came through some really bad a very dark time um death in her life and things like some deaths in her life and you know kind of was in this season where she really didn't know um you know I, th I think really questioned God and I said isn't it amazing how you can be five to six years down the road and you know yes that was tragic and I don't think that you know that God I don't think he willed that. I think he, it was an allowance. It was allowed in your life for a season, for a reason. And here you are where most people would have crumbled under that. You know, here you are stronger and, and you're, you know, trying to plug into the Lord. But that's really not about you, even though, yes, God was with you. And I think you probably can look back in that season. You wondered where he was at. And yet you look back at it and then you go, man, his hand was really there. But it's really not about you in the end. You have a message of hope for somebody else that's going through something, you know, tragic. So I think if we view life, God math, meaning, you know, we, he takes our little bit and what we go through and he uses it for others to ultimately point them to Jesus. Yeah. And, you know, I love the comment that I said. <laughs> My social media team said, but the comment that was just posted and God math breaks the statistics. And, you know, it's funny because, you know, when you think of that, 
we've been talking about it, and um, there's another comment I want to get to by Josh Fontaine in a second as well, because it's another example in the word by uh, in the word of God, Matt. But God breaks the statistics, and you know, here's here's the thing you have to understand. You know, you you might have been nothing more than a statistic, but God. Yeah. You know, and it's not just the statistics that, you know, of breaking another record in your business. It's not just a statistic of reaching another zero in your in your income, you know. Um, but, but the reality is you could have been just another statistic. You know, society chalked you up as just another statistic. You know, you're, you're, where you were born and how you were raised and what the lot that you were, you were given, you know, puts you into a category that was just another statistic statistic but then god came in he he was factored into the equation and he promoted you beyond your capability he he promoted you beyond your pedigree he promoted you beyond your your you what you deserved he gave you more than you know what you ever dreamed could be given to you and, and here's the thing and he did it not because of you know your, your resume or your uh, or your backstory or because you deserved it he did it because he's God and he and he changes statistics you know he he tips the scale in your favor no matter what it looks like no matter you don't measure yourself up against somebody else and say but yeah you know really I'm still here compared to them and listen the reality is God tipped the scale in your favor and he put his foot on the scale you know when you went to way. You weren't enough. You wouldn't measure up. You wouldn't make the cut, but God put his big toe on the scale and he applied God math to the scenario and the statistics don't matter. He, he always, always, always moves the statistic line. Exception. That's the one, something the Lord gave me was, you know, a statistic versus an exception. He <clears throat> makes an exception to our statistics. Mm. We're headed towards a statistic, but he came in and he became our exception. Um, he factor, it was factored in. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, it, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a form of math. And I, listen, I don't know why, because I mean, tell you something, I do not long for the days gone past of when I failed math exams. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just want you guys to understand, like, I'm not like Einstein over here, right? This is not my, I'm not going to leave here and go do some equations. You know, I mean, like my, math is not my thing and it's not what I stay up thinking about, but it's, it's, it's blowing my mind. When I really think of when you factor in God, it, it changes. It is the exception, but it's our reality as well, you know? And, um, anyway, go ahead. Did you, were you going to say something else? I'm sorry. I cut you off. No. <laughs> let's look at that. Let's look at another example. Josh and uh, Josh said Gideon defeating insurmountable odds with 300 men and God's help. That's good. You know, there were, it started out over 30,000, I believe, or started maybe more than that. And then it began to narrow down. God began to shave off, you know, and said, hey, you know, just, 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 you know, filter the men this way. And then whatever you have left, we'll use them. And then when he did that, he, oh, filter them this way. And then it whittled down to 300. Mike made a comment to Gerald Butler, you know, in the movie 300, but God was the original 300. You know, Gideon was the original 300 story. And, and think about this. Against all odds, God took what was less than and made it greater than what was greater than. That's God math. 
and you go, well, I'm not fighting. You may not have your armor, your sword, your axe. You may not be standing in the middle of a battle. I mean, listen, that was serious. That was life and death. But what you're experiencing, what you're going through, and what, what matters to you could be just as life and death as what it was like for the army that Gideon was leading. What you're facing can be that same scenario. What you're up against can be those same odds. Amen? I mean, it, it, the thing is that sometimes we look at these stories and we can't, it's hard for us to relate because, you know, we're not in war every single day fighting for our life, literally. But the reality is you are. The enemy is like a roaring lion walking around seeking who he can devour. He's trying to, to take you and to steal your joy. And he wants to destroy your vision and your life and your destiny in God. And the reality is this, it's, it's, it's going to take God factored into the situation to change the circumstances in your favor. But the good news is you plus God equals victory. Amen. That's good. Elisa's comment says his, his fact factorials include all the things we didn't know we need to impact all the people we didn't know we'd meet. That's good. That's a good that's example good, of God. actually, because uh, we don't really know. That's, a, that's the amazing thing about God is, you know, we're so consumed with our now. He knows our beginning from our end, and he knows, you know, who we're going to come across and who we're not going to come across. He knows those divine connections and, you know, the ones that we need to bring in our boat and the ones that we need to toss off our boat. So um, that's good. But I think that's always being sensitive to the Holy Spirit and making sure that he's, he's you know, working and leading us in our life. Um, you know, there's really no shortcuts. I think there's a process, you know, I think sometimes some people's process is a little bit longer and a little bit harder at times, but I think that they, again, you know, he knows things that are going to pick, you know, that we need to pick up in that process. You know, I've seen, um, the Lord miraculously set people free of addictions and, you know, then they don't go back to them. However, I've seen other people have to walk through a process. And I think he knows us enough that if we don't, if the road isn't hard or we don't pick up those things, he knows our personality enough to know what will keep us walking in that freedom, whatever that is. And addiction is always a big one, but I mean, that could be freedom of, um, depression. You know, I've seen God instantaneously touch someone and set them free from that. Yet there's some that go through a process and, and sometimes even, you know, medications and things of that nature and, you know, whatever that is. But, um, but I think that also helps us appreciate, you know, sometimes I think, you know, it grounds us, this process sometimes grounds us more because we, we see the hand of God in that process and it's painful. But why does God do it different for different people? I'm not really sure. Um, the only thing I can say is that, you know, he knows us better than we know ourselves. So he, there must be a reason why, because he's God, he can do it all. He could, you know, instantaneously <clears throat> do it. And yet sometimes there's a process for people and, um, you know, it's what we pick up in that process. Um, I think that's important because it allows us again to talk to somebody else and, and say, Hey, I was there. Um, you know, I want to know someone, if I'm going through something, I want to encounter someone that's been where I've been and can relate versus someone that, you know, can't, and they may not relate in the same situation, but, you know, just knowing that God's with you. Um, when the person I was talking about that's, um, face a lot of different trauma. I said, you might run into people that maybe haven't experienced death of a very, of a, of a loved one like that and, and the trauma that you encounter, but, but they might have another trauma that you're going to help them through because you, you know, at some point you had to 
tie your bootstraps and get up. And um, that's important you get up. So that's her message may be about hope and, and, and getting up for somebody else, but their situation may be different. So our situations may not be the same, but the, but what we get out of that, the things that we pick up in that process are the ones that I think, you know, allow us to help somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. Mike, you guys have a comment or anything? I want to make sure we give, give I was going to say, um, I just have a little bit of a side story. Um, the past, I think two weeks, um, Jamie, who works here's daughter has been having issues in um, <coughs> geometry. So she's been asked she randomly one day asked me if I knew how to do something. And I said, I think Blaisdell couldn't to... couldn't answer it. So Blaisdell He couldn't he couldn't answer Blaisdell it. Blaisdell so could do it. The him. problem is Blaisdell couldn't explain it so that she could understand how she oh. how he got the answer. He could okay. do the math. Um, so it was funny because I was just thinking about um, I realized that I was overthinking the equations that she was doing. Um, and it just made me think about with God math. God math is so, so simple. Like, obviously, when you throw faith into it. But sometimes, and I'm definitely guilty of this, I am, um, I overcomplicate it. Um, and the problem I was having was I was trying to help her work out a problem. And I kept getting the wrong answer. And I'm like, no, I'm doing this right. I know I'm doing the math right. And I realized I'm overcomplicating this. I'm adding too many steps to this equation. When realistically, it's just as simple as this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. It's just as simple as this plus this equals this. So I think sometimes you have to be reminded that we can't allow ourselves to overcomplicate what, you know, the faith factor and God math is supposed to be doing in us um, versus we start adding extra variables into the equation. And all of a sudden you have something that doesn't make any sense to anybody. Even God's like, I didn't create this equation. Mm -hmm. I don't know where you got this. Yeah, that's good. That's good stuff. Dumasani just said, if you're going through a situation that seems impossible, be expectant because those are the times God loves showing his power. And, you know, I'm reminded of, you know, um, another story in the Bible that I've uh, I preached on and studied this this portion of it out. But it's in Luke 11. And we're all familiar with or a lot of us are probably familiar with the story of Lazarus, you know, who was a friend of God. In, of Jesus and who um, his sisters, Mary and Martha, they were all fr borderline family to Jesus and they were very close to him. And, you know, um, it's, a, it's an interesting story if you don't know some of the, um, you know, some of the traditions and customs, it would, it would kind of make you wonder, you know, why Jesus did it the way he did it. But there's, there's some extra God math mixed into it when you look at it. Um, you know, Lazarus was, was sick. And when he was sick, and I want to break down for you really quick, when he was sick, um, they sent somebody to Jesus to tell him. And it was a one-day journey. So when the man left, Lazarus was alive and just sick, but not doing well. And then on that day's journey, he gets to Jesus. There's no cell phones. There's no email. They're not going to notify him on the journey and say, hey, he's dead. But somehow on that day's journey, Lazarus died. And I'll get to why in a minute. He gets to Jesus and says, Lazarus is sick. And Jesus, knowing, because Jesus knows all right, tied into God, says, this sickness is not unto death, even though Lazarus had died. And he stayed two more days. Okay, so you have a day journey, one day. Jesus stays two more days, three days. And then he goes on that day's journey to get there. So now you have four days. When they get there, they say, Lazarus has been dead four days. So he died on the journey, the original journey of the guy going to get Jesus. Now, here's what's interesting really quick about a God math scenario. We know that Jesus raised him from the dead. And he's the resurrection. We know the end of the story. But something you need to understand was that their tradition there, why three days? Why didn't Jesus come earlier? Why four? 
And their tradition was there were three days where the people in that customs in that town in that in that tradition could could chant over the grave could mourn or weep over the grave and these three days they believed that the spirit of the man could enter back into his body that's that's what they believed and then but after the third day that couldn't happen and officially he was dead and they would then have days of mourning so days of weeping days of mourning Jesus knew their customs and if he would have showed up a day earlier than, than four days, he wouldn't have gotten the glory. They would have said, Lazarus came back to life because we've weeped for three days. So Jesus broke their tradition. So he waited beyond even when they knew it would not be possible. And he did it. That's God math. He, cause, because if you understand, dead is dead, but dead four days and beginning to smell is really dead. And that yet Jesus factored into the situation, resurrected. It goes along with a comment someone said, when we see adversities with the eyes of God, we'll always see it as an opportunity. That was a bad situation. They believed like Lazarus is dead no more. But if we approach it with an opportunity, God, the opportunity was God raised him from the dead. And, and obviously when he says come forth, he, you know, the, the grave clothes, the things that had him bound fell off. So I think that's pretty amazing is, you know, when we face adver- adversity, it's very easy to get focused on what we're experiencing, not realizing that it's an opportunity for us to grow or for God to move or for us to be an example. Um, opportunity is something that, it, you know, I, I brought up in, in a department here at our, our office, our office about viewing things through an opportunity. Like sometimes we can get such in the, mon- the mundane of doing the same thing over, get up, go to work, go through, and we just live life, but we don't live life looking for the opportunity to be able to share the good news, which is God, Jesus, you know, a savior that came to, and, you know, it's simple, you know, we overcomplicate, you know, our Christian walk, but where we are called to be um, a witness, right? And to be um, a light. Well, how do you do that? You look at the opportunities and it's still the same simple message. There's a, you know, that God sent his son Jesus to die upon a cross and be resurrected three days later so that we could have forgiveness of sins and, and one day inherit eternal life, but live a life, but still have his Holy Spirit here with us, walking with us. Um, and, you know, until we make heaven our home. So we forget that that's the simple gospel. We always want to overcomplicate it. And I think prosperity is a good thing. I think blessing is a good thing. I think all those things are wonderful. And I think they're all things that um, got promises of God in our lives that, you know, um, if we sow, we'll reap. All those things are great. But at the end of the day, what's really going to matter is who we shared the gospel of a savior yeah. That's who's, what's going to be important. So, God math is when w- red blood, I mean, when, when red blood can wash your heart white as snow. That doesn't make sense, right? And um, but that's God math. Hey, thank you guys. Thank you. Uh, we had a new listener, it looks like on Facebook as well. Thank you to, fa- I mean, I'm sorry, on YouTube, Alvaro Alejandro. Thank you for listening for the first time. And uh, on YouTube and Facebook, thank you guys so much for joining us live every day, uh, giving some comments and. Um, and uh, so I appreciate that. Thank you all for listening today. 
We hope you guys enjoyed it. The rest of this week is going to be extra credit, like we said in the intro. So we're going to be delving back into a couple of different um, series that we've done recently um, and kind of just taking a little bit deeper dive into some of the days maybe we didn't get a chance to fully delve into. I've got to stop using the word delve. I've used it three times in the past 30 seconds. Anyway. If you guys would like, every single morning we now have a free daily encouragement text message that goes out. It is completely free to anybody who wants to join into it. Um, you can text the letters EZGC to 813-522-3356. You can get just a short, you know, quick pick-me-up um, encouraging text message every single morning. It's right around 8.30 a.m. Um, hopefully if you're not Pacific time and it's not going to be waking you up at 5.30 unless you already wake up at 5.30. But you guys are more than welcome to opt into that and join it. Um, it is completely free, like I said. It doesn't cost anything. Everybody who joined us live we had a brand new listener on youtube this morning who actually you know threw it out there that it was his first time listening but everybody who joins us live every morning your comments mean the world to us we absolutely love hearing your feedback in real time um seeing that you know things that we're saying are encouraging to you and it's helping you out um but if for any odd reason you can't make it live um, every on a morning, you can always catch us on our audio platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and you can also catch the replay on YouTube every single day at 12 o'clock EST. To everybody who's listening either on a replay or is listening on audio platforms, you guys can join us live every single morning at 8.30 a.m. EST. We are live on Facebook and YouTube. Um, you can search David Villa Game Changer and find us every single morning without a fail. Faithgear.co, our newest Summer 21 drop is up. Please grab it while you can. We have limited supplies. We are running out. And once we are out, it will be at least three weeks for us to restock it. Um, but grab it if you like it. If you want it, make sure you grab it while you can. Like I said, it's going to be at least a three-week lead time for us to get everything back in stock if we run out. Um, our newest Bible plan launched on Wednesday. Normally, I have a brand new featured plan of the week. But this week, I wanted to push this because it didn't go live until Wednesday. But it is Hold Fast. It's a brand new five-day plan that just launched last Wednesday. So go check it out. We are incredibly excited about it. Um, but thank you all for listening. We hope you guys enjoyed the podcast today. We'll see you guys tomorrow, bright and early at 8.30 a.m. EST. Somebody's alarm just went off to tell me that I need to get out of here. So on that note, we out. Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to connect further, check out the David Villas Game Changer group on Facebook. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Game Changer.